The Chicago Topo Report. Paul Cialino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Chicago Popo Report. Ah, Chicago Popo Report is back Saturday afternoon, two to four o'clock. New hours for us. WLSA on eight ninety. Well, you better get with it now. It's early, folks. Kind of feels weird, Paul. Come in here. Warm them up for tonight. We're not, you know, we're out of the late night, midnight hour. Football season, college, show. college, college Ellen. College, yeah, yeah, yeah. Daytime TV worked out for Oprah and Ellen. Okay, maybe, maybe we'll have a new slot here. Huh? Well, we switch around. We were, <laughs> we're, we're at the mercy of the U of I. You're uh, all I'm at there. Okay. Yeah, a little college football action uh, preempting us. I don't know that I would call that college football. What's Lovey? What's Lovey doing out there? Come on, Lovey's getting paid, bro. That's what Lovey's doing. Okay, he's getting paid. He's getting paid. You know, who, he's got a nice beard. You know who else is getting paid? Who? The uh, Bears' uh, kicker. We finally got a win, buddy. You know, last year we couldn't even hit a field goal to save our lives, and now that's all we're doing. The kicker looks like he he, he got kicked off a soccer team. <laughs> it's it's like five nine, I think. He's got hey, all that matters is your foot. He's a pretty Strong, happy guy. He woke up happy Monday morning, huh? Player of the uh, player of the week, right? Yeah, he, he should he should get a raise automatically. Oh, man, oh, there's sixteen weeks left, man. We got a long season ahead of us, I think, this year. He can't walk down the street without the honeys jumping on him now. <laughs> they better be short ones, okay? <laughs> well, well, back back to our regular crime punishment and uh, nonsense that goes on twenty four seven in our fair city and across the nation. Uh, well, well, we got some, we got had some action. Uh, was it a Wednesday Wednesday afternoon in a Fulton River District? Wednesday even lighting it up, man. Wednesday uh, they didn't wait till it got dark to start shooting up. People, did they? At noon, yeah, 11, well, before noon. Yeah. Right? Young lady walking down the street with a couple friends, uh, lunch break or something, right? By all accounts, she's a working girl, you know? The, like a got real a job, job got a job. We, we, when we say that, we say it in the best possible yeah, yeah, terms. Not, right? <laughs> not the other not the kind of connotation girl. of uh, working girl. Yeah, no, no, no polls involved here. I, I watched the superintendent's press conference right yeah. after that. So she's walking down the street. Dude, wearing a black hat, dark complected. Extends his hand and shoots her in the back. Riding his bike while riding a bike. Riding right? a black mountain bike, I right. believe, was the description given. Mm-hmm. And kept going. Just shot no. her, and she went to Northwestern, had surgery. I assume she's okay. We'd yeah. have heard, heard about it. Right. But, man, that, that the superintendent looked very unhappy. No, it doesn't look good. The press on that's really bad. But there's really not much you can do about that. Well, as the superintendent pointed out, it's non-gang area. There's no violence over there hardly ever. North no. Milwaukee Avenue, yeah. heading northbound. And middle of the day, man, uh, listen, this is going to be bad boyfriend, ex-husband. There's going to be something. Domestic related. She, she Domestic was targeted, related. man. She was right. definitely targeted and for assassination. Mm-hmm. And uh, on a public, very, a very, good very, very busy street. I'm, I'm sure video everywhere. Yeah, the... Uh I should get his money back. I predict uh, this one's getting solved. Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of police work, a lot of detective work to do. But oh. you know, the pre crime unit should have been on this. 
The pre-crime unit? Pre-crime unit. What, been what would the pre-crime unit do exactly? Predict, you know, something like this. <laughs> You're not going to predict a, an assassination attempt of a young girl walking now, down the street in the middle e of the day. Each district has three precogs that are sitting around thinking of, uh, you know, what <laughs> crimes people are going to commit. This is inside this stuff, folks. This Loopy. should have been on their radar. No, we're just joking here, but you, you better be joking. <laughs> <laughs> you be be walking a beat in uh, up on the west side next week, okay? Oh, but people, there are a lot of cameras uh, around that area. They're going to track this guy. They're going to they're going to go backwards. Oh yeah, they're going to go backwards. Yeah. They're going to you know every every uh, every public uh, uh, camera. Uh, on poles, uh, private cameras, uh, you know, in and around buildings. They're going to go North out there. Milwaukee Avenue, man. There's going to be like a gazillion surveillance cameras and businesses there. They're going to get this guy the moment he walks out of his house, the moment, you know, he, yeah, he, yeah at some point. Yes. He, he's, he's as good as God, this one. Exactly. Uh, this bad crime. But uh, she's going to be okay. That was the initial uh, word. They've been pretty quiet about it. Probably because they're worried about her getting shot in the hospital now. Well, it's a high-profile area. Uh, it's uh, during the day, very brazen. Um, that's, that's a bad shooting, man. It's a very bad shooting, yeah. But then we go to the west side. There's a much worse shooting over there, up in Garfield Park. Not, right? not much press. This happens all the time. It's, it's sort of, it's sort of a, it, it could be categorized as a mass shooting if it wasn't gang-related. Because more than three, more than three dead... Pretty much a mass shooting anywhere FBI else, FBI right? classifications, if you use the FBI classification, not including the uh, the shooter... Uh, so yeah, but it's gang related. It's all good, Paul. Four dead, right? Yeah. Middle. Uh, it was pretty brazen yeah, shooting yeah. again. Uh, broad daylight. I'm predicting not a lot of cameras on that one. Maybe, right. maybe one. The quickie food mark, probably. Yes, the quickie food mark. Always the video is going to be always a little questionable. A little grainy. Yeah, a little grainy. Or maybe it wasn't working that day, or you know, or maybe the guy doesn't know how to access it because he doesn't have the code. He's got to call the. Uh, Let's do the he's got to call his Just boss. Put, put the iPhone up and record, okay? Get, get, get good video, even even in the evening, right? Yeah, yeah pretty bad. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was a pretty violent week in Chicago, even for Chicago. Well, it was a violent day. Are you kidding me? Yeah, when, when, Wednesday was a bad day. <laughs> it was yeah, a bad so day. It was a very bad day. Hump day. Well, what's going on with hump day? People, yeah, people are a little aggravated, man. I can't, they can't wait to the weekend to get their shooting on. That's the problem. They get, you know, Friday night's too far off. Everybody still. got trigger happy on Wednesday? Yeah, everybody got trigger happy on Wednesday. Get the work done, though. You can party on the weekend. You don't have to do, you know, all that wet work. Get it out of the way. Yeah. So uh, you can have a quiet weekend. Maybe this weekend will be quiet. Mother's Day coming up or anything like that? No, we got, we got another eight months for that, I think, right? Well, back to the mundane and boring. Right. But the mayor, mayor don't want anyone smoking dope and buying dope on uh, Michigan Avenue. Keep it away from the mag mile, huh? That's right. Uh, you don't want to offend the sensitive noses of all the tourists that hit our fair city. Who would be the first ones in line to buy said dope? Yeah, she's <laughs> right? calling. She's calling this the uh, the exclusion show, exclusion zone, uh, which is uh, most of the uh, loop and mag mile. Well, yeah. I got to tell you, man, I, I agree <clears throat> with her because. I'm going to tell you, it's obnoxious to walk out the door of your hotel and smell reefer nonstop. And I, and by the way, I'm in favor of the legalization. I'm glad they're legalizing yeah, it, yeah. okay? It, it takes a lot of resources to mess with this nonsense. It's, it's smoking something that's grown out of the ground does not offend me. But I don't want to be exposed to it 24-7. And I can tell you, man, I've been out to Colorado, uh, mm -hmm. Oregon. You can't go anywhere and not smell pot. It's it's pretty obnoxious. Well, the city has uh, some. Uh, uh, they put out some, some some guidelines. 
For example, you can't uh, open a dispensary within 500 feet of a school, which I think is a great idea. Any building that contains a residential unit, you can't have a dispensary in it. Public use of cannabis products in public and by people under 21. To start. I mean... The, the, the kids under 21 will be stealing it from mom and dad. Don't worry. They don't need to buy it. <laughs> They're not going to have the budget anyways. Yeah. yeah. But in any event, the, uh, th th that was sort of semi-big news. Yeah. And I got to tell you, man... All the suburbs will come back. Yeah. So we'll, yeah, we're going to talk about e-cigs next, all right? Well, thanks for starting us off, my nonviolent supporter of e-cigarillos, low-level partner in crime. As the Chicago Popo Report gets underway here on a September Saturday afternoon, more to come, including a barbershop employee who is missing part of his middle finger after a brawl with a co-worker. Not sure if Ice Cube or Cedric the Entertainer were involved in that melee. And where would you go if you had more than 40 million points with an airline? Greece, 96 times? North Korea, 40 times? How about the Federal District Court of in Atlanta? We will explain. That and more when Paul and Lupe come back here on WLS AM 890. Ah, uh, Popo Nation, we're back Saturday afternoon. Chicago, WLS AM 890. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. Folks, can't hear us live. And you should be listening live. It's, you know, it's early. But if you can't, WLSAM.com. Get all of them shows. Every one of them loop. You know, my wife just recently discovered podcasting, so she just listens to the show via podcast because she's like, these commercials are way too long. <laughs> so if that's your thing, yeah. Uh, there's no question, man. You podcast, you stop it, you go. Yeah. You're in the car, you get out, get it right where you left off. All over the place. There's like yeah. a gazillion podcast uh, yeah, stations. Like 600,000 podcasts out there. We're in the top 10, though. That's right. Yeah, right. Joe Rogan's just barely beating us. Top ten in uh, top ten in the loop. <laughs> That's right. Top top ten WLS. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, uh, Chicago Alderman, what are they doing? They want to ban all e-cigarettes being sold within the city limits. Everybody wants to get on the, get in on the action. I mean, the feds are on, the feds are jumping in. Nah, a few few teenagers died. Had their lungs fried from smoking them. I mean, everyone's getting a little excited, don't you think? Since <laughs> we've had about a billion people die from lung cancer. I mean, come on, a little early to, this to is ban just, the vape. This is just the start. These suckers <laughs> have only been out for a few years, and hey. Oh, well, wait wait till they count the revenue, tax revenue they're going to lose. They'll be yeah. selling them out of their garage in the trunk of the car at City Hall. Don't worry, they'll, modif <laughs> they'll modify the chemicals. They'll make them a little healthier, you know, not so dangerous to inhale. I guess the key word there is modifying chemicals, okay? Is <laughs> it just something you could suck some smoke in and get, you know, get your Jones taken care of? You know, like like I said, at, at some point, meth will also be healthy to, uh, you know, ingest. There we go. Or inhale. All right. Well. Here, let me just, quick story. A friend of mine, he started doing... The whole e-cig thing, he got in on the craze a couple couple months ago. And he bought this big contraption. It's like, I mean, it's just so much work to go into it. He's like, hey, man. I'm like, nah, dude. That's kind of, what are you doing? I, so I sort of shamed him into stop, stop doing it. <laughs> after after a, he spent so much money on it, after a week or so, he's like, no, I stopped. <laughs> like, like you shame him at yoga class? Is that, is that where you did it? <laughs> it's, it's just so, there's so much work that goes into it. I mean, you got to buy this. You got to charging and charge that. You got to clean on, here. Right? You got, and you're always. I mean, you're always inhaling, you nonstop, know? right? Nonstop. I don't. I don't see how it's a good alternative. 
right? no. no. I'd stick with the regular stuff. Just get a nice... That's right. That's a, a, a nasty old to stand out in the snow, rain and sleet and smoke thing, right? The old-fashioned way. Get lung cancer the old-fashioned <laughs> way, right. Paul. Cigars. That's right. Cigarillos. You don't get lung cancer cigarettes. from cigars, okay? <laughs> it's my medical opinion. You just get throat cancer? Probably. <laughs> Tongue or mouth cancer, okay? Yeah. All right. Can we get back to crime? Yeah, let's get back Are to crime. Are we done with cigarettes and sales <clears throat> and taxes? I mean, that impacts law enforcement, too, because, you know, under 21... You're going to get a ticket. Oh, I'm, I'm sure the CPD is going to love writing tickets for that. That's going to be like their main deal now, right? Right out outside convenience stores, the 7-Elevens, the Quick Marts. We're watching these I get kids. I a patrol supervisor at the beginning of every shift. Let's get them e-cigarettes off the street, people. Okay. You know, Come on. You know, with a, with a slice of pizza in one hand and a coffee in the other, we're watching, yeah, these, we're right. watching these kids illegally buying these e-cigs. All right? That's right. All right. All right. Well, hey, our buddy Danny Soul is back in the news this week. Yeah, the scumbag. Come on. Don't be, have a little grace for poor Danny. He's under indictment. He's testifying against his buddy, Ed Burke. <sighs> He's wearing wires on all his pals in the city council. It strikes home for most of us that are, you know, Latino, Hispanic, because he was, you know, he was uh, at one point public figure that you could respect. Especially in the city of Chicago, he had a he had a great position. <laughs> He's a Chicago alderman. No, they, they they're never respected. At some point, <laughs> at some feared. at feared, some maybe at some point there was there was a modicum of respect, and you know that goes along with that. But no, I mean, it just went downhill for this guy. Well, it seems Danny's collecting a ninety five thousand dollar <throat> pension, uh, taxpayer funded, I might add, from from the city of Chicago. You know that doesn't bother me as much because he hasn't been charged yet. If it's oh, he's been charged. Right, but he's, he hasn't been convicted. Sorry, no, no, he has <clears> not <throat> been convicted. So he could collect that pension, right? And well, of course, he's—it's all a result of his automatic duties that he's in jammed, jammed up, right? Right. He can lose that pension if the yeah. uh, <clears throat> if the felony conviction is connected to to their municipal services. Well, he's hanging out with the FBI and became the big snitch for him. So maybe the FBI will go to bat for him, right? Give the guy his pension, okay? He'll need it in jail. He's support proud, the family and all that. He's probably been, been insulated uh, for his uh, for his help with the feds. Yeah, they want to get bigger fish like Burke. Well, yeah, they 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 got Burke indicted eighteen ways from Sunday, and Danny's going to be one of the star witnesses. Yeah. I got to tell you, if I'm at Burke's defense lawyer, bring Danny on. I, I think that's a that's a positive in the plus column for for the <clears> defense. But you know, Alderman Willie Cochran, he. Uh, he pled guilty in federal court to a fraud charge. He got sentenced to a year. He's not collecting a city pension, but he's getting sixty-five grand a year from the policeman's annuity and benefit fund in Chicago from his work as a police officer. Right. Totally I'm gonna say if you're locked up and you got a pension rolling in, that's pretty nice. You get it's a helpful. lot. You get a lot of benefits in jail. You get commissary, anyways. You could get to eat, you know, that fine tuna salad they serve in a can, and you could buy soap and deodorant and. Toothbrushes and such. You're the top guy in jail. Uh, got some money you, in. you need some money in jail, right? Uh-huh. Extortion's expensive. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Hey, R. Kelly back in the news. My man Robert, yeah. yeah they were in court. They, they filmed it uh, live. And the lady who posted R. Kelly's initial $100,000 cash bond, she had a lawyer show up. She goes... Hey, I want my money back. He's he's got bonds everywhere. He don't need mine anymore. What do you think the judge had to say about that? 
That's a, that's a pretty sensible argument, I would think, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> in theory, it's a great argument, okay? But the judge says, uh, let me think about this. Uh, counselor, did your client read that bond slip? Uh, paragraph 2. Uh, the bond shall be used for defense attorney restitution, fines, court costs, victim restitution, or any other manner decided by the court. Guess what? Your client's not getting her money back. And in fact, maybe she might not ever get any money back. So what you're trying to say is if I post bond that secures uh, you know, someone's uh, release, release yep. and uh, I don't get it back? Well, it's a distinct possibility you won't get it back, okay? so I, And I always tell this to people. You're posting bond, you're guaranteeing somebody showing up for court. Mm -hmm. So you got two problems. Let's say you post a $10,000 bond and the bond's 100000 and Junior decides he's going to take a powder and not show up at court and take his chances with a jury or judge. Now you're on the hook for $100,000, not $10,000. Mm -hmm. The person who posted that bond is responsible. So let's say you're, you know, an idiot uncle who uh, mommy talked into putting up his house as collateral. The court could force the sale of your house and collect that $100,000 because Junior decided he wasn't going to go to court or take the heat. So this lady is now realizing... Uh-oh, I might be out 100 k Now, Robert's going to show up at court because he's mm -hmm. in custody, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, he's got no choice. Yes, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's in custody all over the map. The feds got him. Not likely to escape and, and, and be on the lamp. He's under indictment with the feds and with Cook County. And Minnesota. And Minnesota, yeah, most yeah. recently. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty much screwed. Wrote a judge was totally unsympathetic, man. Just said, absolutely not. You're not getting that dough back. I think we got to take a break. That's right, Paul. We're going to hit pause. Hit the hole. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about how Chicago police seized 84 guns and arrested 37 on gun charges this past weekend. Quite a weekend, all right? You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 9D. See you in a bit. Welcome back, Popo Nation, WLSAM 890, Chicago. Beautiful September afternoon. Lupe Guire, Paul Cialino, bringing you all that Popo Nation stuff. Next story's kind of sad, though. No, it's not kind of sad. It's real, It's depressing sad. Yeah. Uh, I think the six, is this number six? This year, it's number four. Number four. Within the last, uh, I want to say, a uh, year and a half, it's 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 eight uh, Chicago police officers that committed suicide. Yeah. Yeah. We had a uh, unfortunate incident uh, past week. Officer Paul Escamilla, 40 years old, off-duty, was found unresponsive in Bunker Hill Forest Reserve up on the north side, pronounced dead by officials. He died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Uh, you know... Tough business under the best of circumstances. And then you add other stressors into it. Marriage, children, drugs, alcohol, whatever the problem is. Yeah, it could Depression, be a multitude of right? problems, yeah. yeah. We're dead serious. If you got a problem, if you're thinking about doing something bad to yourself, go get some help. There's all kinds of resources. People want to help. No one wants to see you at your funeral next. Yeah. I whether mean, it's whether it's with uh, the Chicago Police Department or uh, outside agencies, there are plenty of resources to, um, uh, uh, you know, reach out and uh, ask for help. There's no shame in asking for help. I mean, this this, this guy was a great officer. He 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 earned 120 awards during his 17 years of service. Man, he was uh, he he was rocking it out there 
for the people of Chicago. Yeah, he was uh, he was a fellow colleague. He was assigned to the Rogers Park Police District uh, on the north side. He was a he was married, father of three. Uh, uh, and, and he's he's known as easygoing, funny, clever, you know, just a great colleague, great officer. I mean, he's doing everything right. And uh, for whatever reason, he, he just, you know, decides to end it, which is a police first responder disease. It's it's a problem. New York City has been plagued this year by officer suicides. What is that, eight so yeah, far in New a York? a bunch yeah. up in New York, man, in, in the city. And so, and Chicago's right behind them. Yeah. Get help, guys. If you need help, girls, guys, get it. Get that referral. There is no shame. There is no shame. None. None. And you're not going to be punished for it. You're not going to be shunned. It's your business. It's private business. You need time off. You need... You need any resources. Everyone wants to help. Yeah. Let's not do the ultimate thing where you're destroying your family and friends' lives over this. That's right. Hey, got a new head of the FBI in Chicago. Emerson Boo, or Bowie Jr., named as first African-American to head Chicago FBI field office. That's a big, big job, man. He's got quite a resume, man. Uh, this guy's a Chicago native. <laughs> and most importantly... I guarantee he's the first graduate of Western that that has risen this high in the FBI. <laughs> right? He's been on the job almost 30 years, yeah. Army veteran. Uh, this is a big deal job, man. And he specializes in what, Loop? Big time city. Public corruption. That's right. That's one of his things. He should expect more of that corruption Ooh, investigation to come. Not good for the alderman in the other polls. Don't worry, field chief. There's going to be a lot of work for you in Chicago. You will be busy. Yeah, he's a tough guy, man. A uh, infantry guy in the army, won a bronze star. We like this guy so far. Yeah, he likes to get down and dirty. I think I got a feeling. I, th I think this guy's going to jump all over the Popo report. He might be a reoccurring guest, right? Come in and give us the skinny. We should getting indicted yeah, next. Hey, he's going to be on the lineup. Yeah, we're going to call him up, man. We're going to have a talk with him. <laughs> But he's running. He's walking into a whole bunch of indictments, right? right. And uh, I, I suspect, like all bosses, he's going to want to indict a whole bunch more people. So this is going to be interesting, anyways. And also, he wants to focus on the city's gang problem. Did you know we had about 150 self-admitted adult street gang bangers members? How many gang bangers? 115,000 gang bangers oh, I in the city. You said 150. Look, we got 150 uh, down the street. 150 hanging out, hanging out in the commissary downstairs. Right. Yeah. A few of them working down there for sure. Oh, I'm sure they're, yeah, you got a bunch of line cooks. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, he's got plenty of work. If he wants to take on the gangs, they're out there waiting and willing and able. <laughs> get the Phoebe's out there, man. Let them get their hands dirty, okay? You know, a lot of people don't know this, but, you know, when you're not gangbanging, you know what gangbangers are doing? You know, they, they, some of them have a lot of regular jobs. They do. They're line cooks. They're, you know, you, you, you most expensive restaurants down, down in the loop. They're you know, Uber drivers. <laughs> They're cooking your food, people. They're like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're not gangbanging twenty four seven. A lot of them uh, have to work. That steak you're eating is probably cooked by a gangbanger. Oh, that's good, Loop. Right? <laughs> that, that's a, we're gonna have the restaurant association lighten our asses up now. No, but everybody has a job, all right. So well, well, not everybody has a job. A lot of them, their job is gangbanging. But the, you know, you're right. There's a lot of guys with job. legitimate jobs, and hopefully, you know, one one day it'll click and. 
You'll just leave the leave the you know the uh, the, the the gang life behind. Leave the thug life, buddy. Get straight. Take a straight job. I know it's hard. It's it's, it's you know there's so much you know, pressure. There's peer pressure to stay. It's, it's great to be a gang banger and they'll leave it at one day. It'll happen. Not too great when you catch that 18 year sentence out of Stateville or Menard. Then it, it, it's kind of the the glow kind of wears off. That, <laughs> that uh you know that washing them big ugly pots and pans down at Las Carola at two in the morning looking pretty good. Yeah, yeah, not only, yeah, exactly, not only line cooks, but yeah, washing pots and pans. Well, listen to Popo, had a busy gun week, didn't they? Oh, yeah, a lot of guns, a lot of gun charges. Brings up the number of seized guns to date in Chicago, 8,000. Think, do we got a gun problem? <laughs> they seized 8,000 guns, you would think there'd be no more shootings after all that seizing. Oops. What, what do they do with all those guns? Uh, generally, they melt them down, man. Yeah. Yeah. After they're, uh, they... After the court cases are done and over with, finally, mm-hmm. I think uh, you know every year probably they uh, have a whole box of them. And they take them out somewhere and they melt them. Okay, melt them down into scrap metal. Make them into rebar. Pretty much. Yeah, might be in a new Pontiac. Aye. Okay, but uh, license plate. They took eighty four off the street in, uh, in just a couple of days, uh, Friday through Sunday last weekend, Including- and arrested thirty seven people. I mean, that's almost two guns for every arrestee. Or did they just take? I I don't get how do you get eighty four gun. Well, I guess they took multiple guns off people, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, what's that? Almost almost two 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 each, or that would be two two point two. Yeah, two point two. So right. <laughs> so far, three thousand three hundred sixty eight people have been arrested on illegal gun related charges this year. That's a lot of a lot of gun arrests. But uh, next story: good news and bad news. Pregnant lady walking uh, downtown, right? Uh, 1600 block of, uh, well, she lived at the 1600 block of West Cortez. 29 year old Elizabeth Boschardi got killed in a pedestrian vehicle accident and she was major league pregnant, but the docs paramedics saved the day. They delivered a healthy baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, mom died and this happened at LaSalle and Grand Avenue around 1130 on Tuesday. Uh, she hit by a semi truck, man. I mean, Listen, I mean, River oh, North, oh, God, the city, terrible, and there's terrible. so much traffic, especially midday. You yeah. got to maintain situation, situational awareness at oh, all yeah, times. She's pregnant, her feet, everything hurts. She's probably walking. Got something on her mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm nine months pregnant and I'm very uncomfortable and don't feel good and I'm walking. Oh. Right? And the truck didn't see her or whatever, but she gets pinned and uh, she passed away. I mean, it was a tragic accident. Uh, no criminal charges were filed. Uh, you know, failure to yield. Uh, yeah. And the driver gets issued a citation for failure to yield. A 67-year-old guy from Lyon, I'm sure he's devastated, too. Bad, bad tragedies all along, but a uh, healthy baby gets delivered. Uh, congrats to the docs who worked that one and ma- made it happen. But on a lighter note, we have a guy who uh, escaped from uh, <laughs> police custody. Oh, that's never good. He was being man. transported. You, you know, don't from... want to go back and tell the boss, hey, the guy we were taking down to jail, he, he got loose. What do you mean he got loose? Like, what? You like loose in the back seat? No, like loose out of the squad car and gone. Oops. Guy named Sykes, right? Sykes right. Uh, locked up on an illegal possession of a handgun. It put in a squad car, take him to the police station processing, kicked and caused damage to the rear door of the vehicle. He's acting up. He's not being very nice, right? He gets charged. 
All sorts of felonies. Paul, who wants to be in a bag of a, a squad? Or who wants to, who wants to be arrested? I mean, I'd, I'd put up a fight if I could. Yeah, if I had nothing to lose. Not a pleasant place to be. I had nothing to lose, man. Not a pleasant place to be. Of course, act up, get some street cred. I mean, but, come on. But you made it. You got out. You got out. Somehow. <laughs> and uh, he's still loose, right? He's on the lamb, yeah, exactly. I'm kind of putting, I feel a couple old timers were transporting him who weren't on their A game that night. Put down the cup of coffee and a <laughs> slice of pizza, people. <laughs> That's right, because <laughs> them young dudes can run fast, man. Once they get loose, they're they're off and going. You no, know, but yeah, cold pizza is pretty good too. All right, it can wait. It, it can wait. Make sure those handcuffs are on real tight. <laughs> well, they're uh, they're still looking for this young dude. All right, we're gonna take another break. When we come back. We've got that uh, barbershop story. You know, someone's missing a third digit. We will explain. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report. We'll see you in a bit. Pretty woman walking down the street. Pretty woman, the kind I like to meet. Uh, welcome back, Popo Nation. WLSAM 890, Chicago. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, Chicago Popo Report. And I got to tell you. Jessica Nesbitt, not tough on the eyes, definitely a pretty woman. And uh, Jessica finds herself sort of in a federal pickle, my friend. <laughs> no state charges for her. 31-year-old Madam Priscilla Bell, ooh, as ooh. she likes to go by. That's her alter ego. <laughs> well, that alter ego got charged with a 13-count indictment. With prostitution, conspiracy to commit prostitution, illegally structuring bank withdrawals to evade reporting requirements. She got a lot of problems. She out on a $250,000 bond. But she was she was running out of this uh, this operation, this business, okay, out of a Ukrainian uh, village uh, condo. So this is here in the city. Why is she? Why are the feds involved on this? Well, I'm going to tell you. I could tell you why the feds are involved. It's a local matter. Money, <laughs> money. That's why the feds are involved. And our attorney Barry Shepard, Barry says, "Hey, this business is the mother of a teenage son ran a legal business that provided services to consenting adults. What's the problem?" He said, "I don't think anyone ever acted in uh, any, any acts of prostitution." Shepard said, "Fetish-based eroticism is not unlawful." She's a single mom and just trying to earn a living. And apparently, look, she was earning a pretty good living. She's working hard, man. I, I seen her. She was dressed to the nines coming out of that courthouse. It looked like she didn't have a care in the world on the old iPhone, tapping, two-finger tapping on it. Yeah. Photographer got a nice shot. Not not tough on the eyes. No, no, not at all. No, but I bet Barry's a happy guy. Barry, Barry going to be getting paid for a couple of years. No, no, you know, no, no, and she she had some uh, she had her freak going on down there in the Ukrainian village, my friend. <laughs> it's a nice part of town over by there. Oh, follow us dated oh, on the website. Follow us day to day. Kinky fun at our play space. Birthday spankings, stories of erotica, holiday spice, and exclusive play party updates. I bet she's got a list of clients that a lot of people in this town would not like to see released publicly. <laughs> okay, I bet there's some names on there that we might recognize. In this town and across the country, this is a multi-state prostitution pr operation. Are you kidding me? This is, she was big time. Well, those of you living over there in the 2400 block of West uh, Augusta Boulevard, uh, you could run into Miss Nesbeth, I'm sure, watch, just walking, the, walking dog, the dog, picking up the teenager from soccer practice or something along those lines. Drinking a green tea latte. <laughs> yes, yeah, so driving down the street in a Ferrari, no doubt.
You got a lot of attention from the feds. And I think the bank thing might have did it. She's looking at 20 years. She gets convicted. It's the most serious charge. That's right. Uh, you start messing with money, man. That's a problem. But she owns a three-story brick residential condo building. I mean, you know, uh, that's not inexpensive real estate over it there. It pays to be a businesswoman, Paul. Yes, I mean, it does. You work hard. Apparently, she's a pretty good businesswoman. Yes. Okay. Well, what she had to do. back to one of your favorite stories. What happened? What happened to barbershop, buddy? Oh, yeah. yeah back to the barbershop. block of North Broadway, just before 1130 a.m., uh, Occurring Tuesday morning. I mean, barbershops are pretty lively, especially the busy ones. You're in there. You're you you good camaraderie. You're talking with uh, you know the barber. You're talking with you know whoever's sitting next to you, or just minding your own business, whatever. But here, I guess uh, two uh, two employees got at it. Uh, they they <laughs> did get at it, did they? It got a little messy in there to the point where someone lost part of their middle finger. Now, how are you going to flip the bird when you only have half a finger? Well, you just got to use your other hand. You just got to. <laughs> I don't know, but hey, the shop is right next door to Alderman James Kappelman's office. <laughs> it's a little excitement. You think the alderman called? 1130. He's not at work. Hey, it's way too early for him. No, that's 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 a side job time. Are you kidding me? He's checking in with his defense lawyers. See if he appeared any indictments down there, federal court. Let you know, he don't have time for barbershop. Fussing next door, right? Uptown barbershop. That's a that's a fun that's a fun part of town. There's a lot going on there. A lot of it's a, it's a big music scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, close to the lakefront. Uh-huh. You know, there's it's, it's, it's amazing. By, by the way, these two barbers were not young lads. Fifty one and fifty five. They got a little nasty up there, man. Probably had an old beef they had to settle. Uh, you, you know what? It's probably something that was really building for a long time, and it just exploded. Yeah. Well, you know? <laughs> it's too early to be drunk. I'm guessing that nobody was too high at this this thing. But Next time, they better settle this beef on a, on a full stomach, because this guy, he started chomping, right? <laughs> well, nobody got killed, huh? There was no gunplay for once. That's that's the proper way to settle a that's beef. That's right. You know, you get to scrap it, throw them hands up, and get to it, and just hope the other guy hasn't been doing that MMA yeah. stuff. All right. <laughs> if you, you got a bite and, and and you know and chomp, hey, you do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do, and then we got you know back back to a more fun kind of crime. Huh? Woman fifty six stabbed repeatedly by another woman wearing a scream mask. That's a creepy stabbing. Yeah, there's a little mental health component involved here. This, <laughs> yeah, so you think there's some mental health stuff going on here? So, so this lady, Miss Murdoch, Patricia Murdoch, she, she just it's, it's a home invasion. It's, there's a home invasion charge, attempted murder, uh, residential burglary. So somehow she just wound up at this lady's place. She just got there, broke in, and uh, you know started uh, started stabbing her. I, listen, you're in your house. Taking a little mid-morning nap, 56-year-old woman uh, was taking care of her son's dog. Dog sitting. While, while he's away, right. Uh, 42nd and Union, that's over in Bridgeport, my friend. These kind of crimes generally don't happen like that, right? I don't know. And it's, I mean, I don't think they happen. So she wakes up to uh, Calhoun slash Murdoch uh, holding a knife and wearing the scream mask, stabbing her. That's a, that's a tough way to wake up. That'll get your blood rushing. And she played dead. <laughs> she played dead. Uh, she probably survived because yep. of it too, right? Right. <laughs> and she's still walking. And the the offender's still walking around. I can still hear you. Real creepy. Well, it gets even more creepier because she's walking around the apartment, going, "God is making me do this." And yeah. uh, after the stabbing, the attacker took a shower, then went in the kitchen to eat and watch TV. Wow. 
This this is some this is some creepy bad. I'm I'm glad this one didn't get a bond. And she, mom's in critical condition, man. She's in bad shape, but they got her to a good hospital, and hopefully she'll survive this thing. So be careful, people. Ooh, man, that's a bad one. Lock your doors, folks. Double lock them. And if you're going to be watching a dog, maybe you know that sixty pound pit bull with a bad attitude would have been a little bit more helpful. That's than right, Paul. Fifi. So much crime, so little time. We're going to hit another. Uh, we're going to hit pause again. When we come back, we have a public school theater teacher who's uh, facing um, criminal sexual assault charges. Uh, we will get into that and talk about it. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM eight ninety. See you in a bit. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the Chicago Popo Report. Ah, welcome back, Chicago peeps, Popo Nation. WLSAM 890, Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, Chicago Popo Report. Saturday afternoon, waking y'all up. Hello to my Revis peeps. I was with last night. Guys, we're with El Magnifico all night. I know you're happy. El Magnifico. El Magnifico Who's El Magnifico? It was entertaining at the old high school reunion. <laughs> so, hey, back to the mundane and routine. We had a Chicago public teacher acting badly, charged with assaulting a former student. Theater teacher. I don't think he was a regular yeah, teacher. Theater teachers. Are they really teachers? Are they real teachers? They Teaching teach, theater? They teach acting. <laughs> yeah, he's acting all right. <laughs> acting badly. They acting badly. badly. The alleged victim, who's now 21, filed a police report against Ewing over the summer. Took a while to get, get going on that one, the CPD. They just took him into custody on Monday. And, by the way, confesses according to prosecutors he did confess yeah well she was 17 when it happened and i and i'm thinking maybe they broke up this is the problem she waited till she's 21 to beef him well he didn't he didn't break he didn't uh which we call it uh divorce his wife he didn't leave his wife probably she had enough this is a problem right <laughs> and not and now now a wife gets to listen to voice messages from newspaper reporters and tv people calling wanting to talk to her Husband and not wanting to talk to him about the theater. He's well known in the Chicago off loop theater scene, whatever that means. Yeah, yeah. Remember, people, the age of consent in Illinois is 18. And not if you're 18. a teacher, it don't matter if they're 23. Teachers cannot nail their students, period. Yeah, yeah there's something unethical you're in a position say. of power and trust mm-hmm. over a student. You mm-hmm. can't do it. Mm-hmm. If they attend your school, you can't do it. I'm pretty sure Senn High School probably has a pretty good policy laying this all out. I think every right? school has a pretty good policy. And and every teacher, whether theater or not, know that. You know, and you, you, you budding teachers, if you're going to date a student, make sure she's not in therapy running her mouth to the therapist because that never turns out well for you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because the therapist has what? A ethical and legal duty to report. Uh-huh. Right. It's not a secret. Anyways, parents at Sen got letters, and he's 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 out on bond. But in this case, the therapist did not report it. She she sat on it because the uh, the victim you know requested that she just sit on it. Yeah, I don't know. Romance gone wrong, my friend. <laughs> gone very wrong, right? He's no longer teaching, though. I can tell you that. Well, right? this guy's this guy's this guy's done in the in the uh, the uh, Chicago theater uh, scene. The off Chicago theater off scene. Loop, off loop, <laughs> off loop theater, theater scene, scene, right? His his career. 
Not looking real good right now. Not promising. He's going to be off, off, off loop now. And I'm sure Mrs. Ewing is shopping uh, family law attorneys as we speak. He's <laughs> probably meeting with a few today. You know, he'll probably, he'll probably have some performances in the county. <laughs> yeah, he's going to have some performances, okay? <laughs> yeah, tough, tough day for him. And a tough day for a private investigator down in Decatur. <laughs> oh, Rhonda, what were you thinking about? Do you know her? Don't know her. <laughs> I thought you guys hang out. Yeah, oh, we PIs. don't hang out, okay? We do not hang out. I don't hang out in Decatur. <laughs> high five. High five each other you, when you're leaving the, uh, the courthouse, coming in and out. <laughs> Rhonda's still spring chicken, 64 years old. Uh, assuming she should have knew better before she got involved with Hulu. What did Rhonda do? <laughs> oh, Rhonda, Rhonda. There's a song by the Beach Boys, isn't there? Right? Could play a Rhonda song for her? We should play a song for her. Because Rhonda, the private investigator, decided <laughs> it might be a good idea to have sex with one of her clients, which is not, you know, totally out of the realm of possibilities with most private investigators, but not a good idea if they're locked up and you're visiting them in jail. Bad idea, Rhonda. So, so during the uh, the private investigators and uh, an inmate uh, conference, uh, it's not good to you know start. <laughs> it gets a little dicey when there's a security camera on having, you. Okay, having oral sex, it's and, not, the, bo it's and the boys were able to go back and review videotape. I would imagine six or seven hundred times. Right? <laughs> What's going on here? Why is he using that file to like cover something up? What's going behind? What's going on behind the well, file? Let me tell you, Hold she it. was frisky because <laughs> this is funny. This is yeah, man. I'm telling you, if, uh, uh, I hope her mom and dad and people aren't alive. I mean, because <laughs> this is so public. After reviewing two previous meetings between inmate Jones and Keach, <sighs> Keach can be seen performing oral sex on inmate Jones on. July 5th, July 17th, and July 24th. So on three separate occasions, okay. Oh. I mean. <laughs> oh, man. Come on, Rhonda. What were you thinking about? Rhonda locked up now, right? She got other problems. It's besides. just a class A misdemeanor, Paul. Come on. I got to tell you. She'll get fined. This is not the first legal person. Berated. Who decided to have falls sex with love, her client in jail. Falls in love with a perp, yeah, with an inmate, it happens you know, all the time. You right? know, man, you're 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 on the, uh, the the north side of elderly. Okay, the love isn't coming fast and furious like it was when you were thirty four, <laughs> or thirty three, or twenty three. Now you're sixty four. Your your prospects have diminished. And I uh, set a picture of set of saw a picture of set offender, and I'm going to tell you, the dating sites were probably not working out for. Her. She's got to get it where she can. <laughs> well, uh, she's in the local county jail. Oh, uh, not a good idea, Rhonda. Macon County Jail. Where? Uh, where? Where? Bad, bad idea. Is it, is make him, make him, Macon County Jail have a have a dating app. <laughs> where, <laughs> they probably, they where probably they, need to the, get where one. The okay, inmate, where the inmates might, might save some time when you get there. <laughs> kind of like Tinder for 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 inmates. There you go. <laughs> right. Uh, we we could just. This is brutal. You go brutal. on and on. Yes, well, let's get, let's get back up to a regular old good old sexual assault that happens in the street and off of dating apps. Evanston, man, got to like this guy. He's busy, Loop. Our old friend, he's back. He's back on the Popo Report. He is Chicago back, Popo isn't Report. he? Yeah, Jason Why Taylor. is he back again? <laughs> Charged with sexually assaulting another woman he met through a dating app. Wow, wow. he was out on bond for sexually mm -hmm. assaulting the first woman. Right. Just he met through a, a dating just app. Just about a month ago. Yeah. Taylor. <laughs>
And our buddy Taylor. You can't help yourself, Paul. It's just so much fun to sexually assault people. He meets them in parks, public parks. Probably not a good idea to do your sexual assaults in a public park. This guy just doesn't learn his lesson. He'll, <laughs> he'll be back for what more. What did he do? L- L- be- he used to pose as a rideshare driver. Actually, to be fair to our ride people. Yeah, this has nothing to do with this has nothing to do with our our rideshare crime family. This no, no, just, no. This guy was a pretend rideshare pretend, guy, yeah. right? A poser. And then he tried to hit on the Northwestern students. And you know, here's the thing: you go to Northwestern, you're pretty smart, right? You you got to be smart to get into Northwestern. And the Northwestern students, being smart, did not bite. Therefore, <laughs> avoiding getting sexually assaulted by this genius. They're pretty savvy. This is pretty good, right? And then we have the next guy. I like the next guy, huh? What did he do? Uh, Mr. Torrance uh. Perry, right? 35-year-old Chicago NC. Uh, yeah, he decides to uh, rob three women at gunpoint in the South Loop. He gets away, you know, for about a day. But somehow, great Chicago police work, he gets caught the next day. My guess is he took their phones and whatever else he could grab. He robbed them at gunpoint, by the way, at 830 in the evening, which is pretty scary. South Loop is pretty nice these days. In any event, probably had the phones turned on. They tracked him with the phones and nailed his butt, right? So, in any event, good arrest. Ladies didn't get hurt. Maybe their feelings a little bit. Yeah. Good thing they didn't run into Taylor. <laughs> because more than their feelings hurt. <laughs> yeah, all right, Paul. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we got an ex-NFL player who's accused of staging a hate crime, painting MAGA and swastikas on the walls of his bakery. Where have we heard this before? <laughs> All right, you've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report. Uh, welcome back, Popo Nation. We won't welcome Rhonda back because she's locked up right now. However, on WLSA 890, it's a fine Saturday afternoon. Lupe Choir, Paul Stiolino with the Popo Report. Go down south. Yeah. It was our French actor on their loop, or what? This is an ex-NFL player. <laughs> I think he was following uh, Jesse's uh, uh, Smollett's, uh, you know. Uh, juicy? Jesse, juicy Smollett. Juicy Smollett, yeah. Yeah, Juicy, the actor, the French actor, Juicy Smollett. Right? Dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> what, did, what did our former NFL player do in his bakery? He's like, it worked out well for that guy. Uh, Let me try it. <laughs> he clearly didn't read the rest of that story, did he? <laughs> Edward uh, Kaufman arrested on Thursday. Charges filing false report of a crime, insurance fraud, concealing a license plate after he told police burglar responsible for spraying, painting racist language, and imagery on the walls of his bakery. Ooh, got arrested for a whole bunch of stuff. Paul, this is the usual uh, insurance fraud case. See, this is the problem. Okay, when you try and steal from the insurance company. They are going to descend on the police department with all manner of lawyers, investigators, and and clout. <laughs> Get your butt locked up for it. He got too elaborate, and this is just, I mean, <laughs> come on. Swastikas and Magna, that was, that was his big game plan. It didn't work out for the French actor. It didn't work out real well for Ed Edon. That's his name, Edon. It's spelled E-D-A-W-I-N. You done, Mr. Kaufman, ex NFL player. You look, yeah. I mean, do what do what most smart business men and women do when they want to, you know, uh, go through insurance fraud or commit insurance we fraud. We call it Greek lightning in Chicago. Just right? burn the joint. <laughs> Just burn the joint. Burn yeah. it down. Burn all the evidence with it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Don't get elaborate. Don't get cute. 
Greek get, lightning get works all the time, gasoline, man. And a match will solve a lot of problems, okay? Simple. Yes. You don't burn yourself up or somebody else in the act, okay? Because arson yeah, has no statue of limitations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Insurance company will push that one, too. Make sure no one's around when you're committing that. Yeah, exactly. In any event, uh, off the jail he goes. Disgraced. Poor NFL, ex-former NFL player, right? Yeah. How many I don't NFL, think he even played. How many NFL players open a bakery? He just liked the bake. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have a lot of time to learn new baking skills. <laughs> in the Department of Corrections there in Georgia. But he never played a regular season with the NFL. He was, he was like, assigned with eight different teams. Uh, he's just good Canadian Football to, League, too. Yeah, right. He was just never was able to get over that NFL hump. He used that, the, uh, the, yeah, that sign-in bonus money yeah. or whatever yeah, to open up a big shop. Yeah, that's some dumb. Make some cookies. <laughs> didn't work out for him, though. That business plan did not work out. Well, he'll have company. French actor be joining them, maybe. You can do a joint business like, venture. Are you that guy from Georgia who tried to do my thing? Yeah, come on, man. What are you stealing my stuff for? Man, you got to be original. What's wrong with you, man? Bro, let me tell you something. They're probably going to come after you for the cost of this investigation, okay? <laughs> You're going to get ready for the civil case. The Georgia mayor? Yeah, he's going to come after you, You're man. Expect at least a $100,000 bill, all right? They're calling up Fox and Friends and going, how do we do this, okay? How does that work? <laughs> yeah. This whole civil thing. Give us the playbook. All right, let's see. <laughs> well, another Popo news loop. All right, Lollapalooza. Uh, this past summer, it wasn't too bad. Not an inexpensive little party for the city, was it? Uh, just six hundred thousand in uh, in cl restoration cleanup bills. I mean, hey, that's walking around money for the mayor. Well, well no, I, the mayor's not uh, the mayor's not uh, going to pay that. It's the uh, the promoters. Ah, the promoters got to pay it. They got it. Yeah. Let me go to the Pitchfork Music Festival, bro. Back in July, third largest festival behind Riot Fest. Okay, they only they only they got charged twenty two hundred bucks for cleanup. Not bad. No. Nice citizens. Pretty well pretty well civilized. I mean, adults, mature. You yes. just want to listen to music, have a good time. Bunch of kids at, uh, at Lala, they just they just <laughs> want to destroy everything. Them little <laughs> suburban brats huh? coming in on trains and Ubers and Lyft cars and mommy and daddy's yeah. Mercedes, right? Talk about limos. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's... it's <laughs> Coming in from Naperville and with Netka and we'll met in Lake Forest acting up down here in our fair city. It's quite it's quite an event and yeah, it's all hell breaks loose at Lala. But <laughs> these other two festivals, I mean no. Pretty you know, pretty well contained. Pretty mild. Pretty huh? measured, yeah. yeah not not a lot of not a lot of police presence necessary or police action necessary. There's a lot of police presence. Not a lot of police action people. Except for Lala, but hey. Didn't have enough police for Lala the way they were busting down those fences, right? But hey, it brings in a lot of money. Until hey, next year. You got a travel agent? Would you recommend one? <laughs> well, I know one we can't recommend, but I, I I, emailed this one to my travel agent before we we talked about doing it on this show. <laughs> what what this travel agent do? Chicago travel agent, I might add. Yeah, I didn't realize they still have travel agents. I mean... No, there's travel agents out there, just, yes. Just go online and buy a ticket and choose well, the lowest fare. That's and, you what know. some people can do. But, I mean, if you don't have time to do all that online computer stuff, call the travel agent, say, I got to go here, I got to get there, I want to come back that day, and they do all that for they you. Do all that for you, yeah. They don't charge you, generally. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, but this guy, he's this guy, he figured out that whole mileage thing, didn't he? Because he fraudulently occurred 42 million Delta Sky bonus points. And Luke, what could he do with them 42 million 
Delta Sky bonus points. He can uh, supposedly plan 96 trips to Greece or uh, 40 trips to uh, North Korea. <laughs> you look at 40 trips to North Korea. Maybe Dennis Rodman would have, <laughs> you know, game like half price for him or something. Yeah, there right? you go. <laughs> but he got indicted, man. He gets indicted in Georgia. Why? Because that's where Delta is headquartered, uh, down there at uh, the Atlanta airport. Uh-huh. And uh, Delta, it got some juice down there in Atlanta. But uh, Mr. Poldowski, he's got some problems. Paul, this is a victimless crime. I mean, why are they? Why is the heavy the, the heavy hand of the law coming well, down? Well, because so Delta Airlines went to the local FBI office and said this scoundrel is, uh, you know, living large on our points. He's scamming the system, which is a no-no. Only we can scam the system, not an enterprising uh, little travel agent, right? Not, not. He didn't do anything little. Okay, this <laughs> this guy. I've never seen anything like this one before. This was huge, and and I and I have to tell you. Being a member of, uh, I'll say it, American Airlines frequent flyer and United for a long, long time. Uh-huh. Uh, they're not exactly friendly and easy to deal with, okay? And they're, <laughs> and they're not real good about giving you points. And by the way, they give you points, you know, reluctantly. You, you travel a lot, too. I do. You rack okay. them up. And let me tell you, uh, when you want to use them, there's like 900 reasons why you can't. It's a busy time. It's prime time. It's this, that, 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 that. that. It never ends, right? So... I'm, uh, you know what? I'm not entirely unhappy the fact this guy figured out how to beat them at their own game. Right. Of course, now it's going to cost them a lot of money in legal fees, bro. Maybe you can use points. Maybe. To pay for his legal fees. He <laughs> <laughs> can do a little exchange with his attorney. I got a feeling Delta's frozen in points at, at this point, or maybe giving them to the FBI agent in charge of Atlanta office to use. Right? Maybe. Yeah. Would you like to go to Europe 62 times? You getting ready to retire there, buddy? Let's, <laughs> work, let's work something out. So yes. from a, yeah, from a, from a point scam involving a travel agent, we have a, we have a, uh, let's see, a, a father whose daughter was getting married in, and he just decides to, uh, blow himself up. <laughs> just out of protest? <laughs> he probably just didn't like the groom. Well, and he just couldn't handle it. Pretty severe blowing yourself up because you don't like the groom. I mean, the daughter just just uh, was very uh, temperamental, and she just had to marry this guy, and there was no way out. You know, if you're going to do something that drastic, I say you blow up the guy you don't like with you. And what did he do, man? He went down down in the basement, unhooked the gas pipe, and uh, and let nature take its course That's, with it when gas is uh, flowing about freely. You can't get any simpler than that. Yeah, blow up the old house with the gas. And the guy left suicide notes in in the groom's car. <laughs> Wanted to make him feel as guilty for him doing this to himself. Well, I, I don't think he cares. Question begs. Think he cares? It, did the wedding go on? What happened? <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. We'll have to follow up. We'll have to do a popo investigation into that, my friend. Hey, listen, it can't be that bad. Don't go blowing yourself up because your daughter's getting married to some guy you don't like. All right, we're going to take another break. When we come back, you've got funky crime and punishment time around the nation. That means Florida people. All right. We'll see you in a bit. You've been listening to Paul and Lupe on WLS AMA 90. See you in a bit. Uh, welcome back, Popo Nation. Paul Cialino, Lupe Aguirre on WLS AM 890 in Chicago. Fine Saturday afternoon. Daylight hours for us today, bro. And, and Cleveland, well, at least East Cleveland rocks, my friend. <laughs> I thought all of Cleveland rocks. 
Well, what, what had the city council vice president, Ernest Smith, got a little froggy, got, a, got himself arrested in East Cleveland. What did he do, Luke? Paul, if you're having a fundraiser, a yes. back-to-school yes. fundraiser, this guy's a genius. I mean, you you have to have booze, and you have to have exotic dancers. You're going to raise so much money. What is the problem? I think the only problem was that he wasn't properly licensed. You know what, you know what the problem is, man? The problem is these people, these community activist folks, Juanita Gowdy, she doesn't mind her own business. They need to, you know, huh? yeah, exactly. <laughs> she That's what I'm saying. She doesn't mind her own business. Right. She beefing her guy for what? A few exotic dancers and a little liquor for the school fundraiser. Just because you can't dance on a pole anymore doesn't mean, you know, you got to ruin the, everybody else's fun, right? That, that's right, right. It's, it's claiming he's not a role model. Yeah, let me remind her, we're in East Cleveland, okay? That's <laughs> pretty much a role model in East Cleveland. Don't you think? Uh, <laughs> This is outstanding, uh, uh, um, you know, civic uh, business-minded uh, work. <laughs> well, you know, and there, there were people recording stuff on their cell phone on this fine evening. <laughs> right? Oh, man. Oh, your exotic dancer is my uh, street performer. Yeah, and there's I mean, allegations. Some of the exotic dancers may have been underage. I mean, is this somebody really raining on this parade down there in East Cleveland? What does that mean? Underage for an exotic dancer or underage under know. 18? He says, Buddy Smith, though, Smithy goes, hey, there were no underage females in that spot, okay? I'll take his word for it. And, and Smithy says, hey, I didn't get charged with a bunch of felonies or anything like that. I got a very small misdemeanor for for a T that wasn't dotted and T that wasn't crossed, said Smithy. Come on. Exactly. No liquor license. You know how hard it is to get a liquor license? It takes time. He said the whole point was he got arrested because of the stupid liquor license he didn't have. Yeah, I'm sure he'll he'll win this beef, don't worry. And, and Miss Mind, don't mind her own business, Gowdy. She, uh, she says she wants a judge and a prosecutor outside of East Cleveland to handle this case. She wants to hold him accountable. She needs to mind her own business, leave Smitty alone, okay? Creative ways to raise money for the baby children. She needs to go have a cocktail and uh, yeah, you know, chill out, watch, right? watch a lap dance performance. <laughs> That's right. Relax a little bit. That's right. Okay. Well, this is kind of interesting. This is a Facebook phenom, okay? Yeah. And we got Granny sitting on the side of the road. If we ever needed banjo music, it was for this one, okay? In Arkansas somewhere. And she's got a cup of uh, unknown alcohol in her hand, a little... Solo cup, yeah. Solo cup. And she's got her hair dried. She's sitting in a lawn chair on the side of her rural road, pretending to run radar with the hair dryer. Yeah. Did, did I? Would we paint a graphic enough picture for that of that event? And it made Facebook, and everybody was happy. And you know, she, she said, "You know, <laughs> I'm really, at a loss for really, words, Paul, in this one." She, she, you letting those horses gallop, and you're on the Civic there. Hey, God, don't do that no more. Was right? this a slow week in uh, Facebook world that this like this became a phenomenon? Grandma sitting on the side of the road with a hair with a hair dryer, stopping um you know basically speeders, I guess. And she's wearing slippers, right? Yeah, it's it's cute and all, but <laughs> it was kind of cute for about three seconds. About it, okay, half a second. I'm I'm just gonna say, all right, it, it's hardly popo report worthy, but we did it anyways because <laughs> we'll do anything to burn a minute on this show. Right. And just to end it, her top line takeaway was slow the F down, people. Granny, Granny got a little bit of a mouth on her, huh? There you go. She should get together with the <laughs> alderman in East Cleveland. She'd probably be down with the exotic dancers for the fundraiser. Have a big old party. <laughs> <laughs>
It's going on in Nebraska. Uh, it's a pretty good story, Loop. I kind of like this story. Woman set fire trying to burn ex-love's letters. <sighs> oh, man. What I mean, happened? What'd you do? In your younger days, you wrote each other love letters. Do you keep them? Or do you just read them and throw them out? Yeah, I'm sure there's somewhere. <laughs> I, I couldn't find them if I had to, but I'm, I'm sure probably saved something. Some so, nice cards, occasionally. Yes, yes, I would have saved those. So I guess not, this not from exes though. When I, when I'm done, I'm done, done. Okay, no, I want no memories, no pictures, no notes, nothing. I, I'm with this chick. I'm burning this stuff. Yeah. So this 19 year old uh, chick, yeah, she decides to you burn them, but like in her living room, you know, right, right in the living room. <laughs> not a good idea. <laughs> not a good plan. I mean, I mean, she didn't decide to go outside, you know, in a container where you know. The whole apartment wouldn't set fire. 55-gallon drum like we in the alley, right? Right in the living room. Uh, not a good idea. Did she get arrested? Well, if you damage, if you cause $4,000 in damages, yeah. But there are other, there are better ways to uh, get rid of these love letters, okay, Paul? Just throw them in the trash. <laughs> That's right. You know, Shred them. They get got a shredder, shredders, right? You know, I don't know, in the, in the fireplace? Yes. How about that? Appropriate. Appropriate uh, receptacle for burning. Not your living room. Not your living room. All right, people, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we have a white girl who cops to a DUI rap. We will get into that. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 90. See you in a uh, We're back, Popo Nation. Final segment, the big close. Huh? Warming you up for tonight. WLSAM 890 Chicago, Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, Popo Report. What this white girl do, Lupe? And next girl. What well, you haven't do? you ever tried to talk your way out of a, a ticket, a parking ticket, or just a DUI? <laughs> yeah, DUI used to be a new $100 bill, and you get to walk in this city. That, that hasn't happened in a very long time. I mean, no. you've got a silver tongue. You can get you could talk your way out of anything, I would, I would believe. I've talked my way out of a few... Uh, you don't have to be a hot white girl. Vehicle violations. Clearly, I'm not a hot white girl. You don't have to be a hot white girl. Cause you, have such a, yeah. you have such that you have that gift of gab, that silver tongue, that you can explain anything... And it'll just mesmerize who's ever listening. You know, people are going to have expectations for this show. You keep saying <laughs> stuff like that, all right? They, if they've been listening for the Say last year, so, there's nobody silver tongue there. Don't tell me that. It's not so. <laughs> uh, but Lauren Cutshow, 34-year-old Lauren Cutshow out of South Carolina. Uh, a real estate agent, a professional, yeah. license and She's all She's got that. a job. Yes, J-O-B. Yeah, a little J-O-B. She was a little intoxicated behind the wheel, uh, and she uh, told the cop, South Carolina cop, Listen, I'm very clean. I'm a thoroughbred white girl. <laughs> that's always a, that's always a good plan. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, go light on me, please, please. I don't think he was having it. Addition to DWI, speeding and possession of marijuana and drug paraphernalia, what a and a blood alcohol at point one eight. She was having a good time that night, wasn't she? Nobody got hurt. There was no property damage. There was no uh, personal injury. So what's the problem, Paul? I would imagine there is a entertaining, it's a 1.45 a.m. deal, and we all know what happens, and a very entertaining police video of some sort out there for the public, which I didn't watch. Hello. <laughs> uh, she also mentioned she's an all-American cheerleader on top of all that. Perfect grades. Perfect grades. Uh, let's see. Uh, on National Honor Society. Oh, my God. That get, that got me out of a lot of beliefs. I'm, I'm, uh, a sorority member, even. 
Mm-hmm. Huh? Valedictorian? And she goes, you're a cop. You should know what that means. <laughs> How'd that work out for it? Uh, I think she's due back in court. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out too well for her, did it? No. You know, the problem is, back in the day, she might have had a shot. Because, you know, of all the said four mentioned uh, qualifications she has. You know, you don't even have to uh, open up your mouth. You just smile and that's yeah, it. But with the cameras, the Too microphones, it's all very confusing, especially for young officers now, right? That even works for you and I. Just be nice, smiling like, <laughs> but not anymore. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly how we do it. <laughs> Come on, I'm an idiot. I got caught. And give me a pass, okay? Because I can't afford this. <laughs> I've got nothing to say. I, so. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna break out the cheerleading uh, days for him. I don't think that's gonna work. Yeah, it wouldn't work for me, even though I did cheerlead. Wait, did I say that? You didn't cheerlead. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> no, like, just joking. Like, just joking. Like, yeah, just yeah, joking. I, know, I knew you were. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Florida, uh, back to Florida. Ah, folks, when you hear the badger music, you know what's gonna happen. We're in Florida. One of our favorite states. We, we'd have no show without Florida, frankly. But by, by the way, uh, you know, we, we do like Miami. Miami radio stations. Uh, we're, we might be available for some weekend work. But see, generally the uh, that banjo music that's for the uh, that's for the the offenders. The uh, you know the people are going to yeah. go to jail. But I think this. I think the music here it's appropriate for the police officers. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'm not too. What, what did poor sheriff's mm. officer have to witness in the back of his squad car? And, and it was still before midnight, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. But here, listen. They were stopped because they were, uh, I guess, you know, riding their bicycles. And it was dark out, and they didn't have lights on, and they almost got hit by a car, and this the story whole, is kind of This whole thing could have been avoided, and, you know, the whole <laughs> having sex in the squad car uh, thing. And the patrolman said, hey, they... Uh, each smelled the booze, had bloodshot eyes, slurred speech, but they were still feeling pretty frisky, weren't they, Lou? God, I would never waste my time uh, trying to DUI a couple of bicycle riders. No, 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 man. Get, send them on their way, okay, out to the right woods here. or wherever they were going. Because what happened when they got in that squad car? What'd they do? Well, oh. well what anybody else would do. I mean, yeah, that's you exactly get, in Florida, you, for sure. You get horny when you're, you know, riding the back of a squad car. And you're with your favorite girl, you can't control, and you can't control yourself either. With, you know, with a girl or by yourself. Who cares? <laughs> That's right. Doesn't matter in Florida. It doesn't matter. No. So, so in order to avoid all this, why get into it? Why even arrest them to begin with? Exactly. Right? Because none of this was good. No, they performed poorly on sobriety tests. They, this is this is just a nightmare. Because I'm I'm guessing he had to decontaminate the back of the squad car when he got them locked up finally, right? Exactly. On top of the whole nonsense that the precursor, you got to clean the squad car. Not good. Yeah, it's a lot of work for, for stuff. But hey, <laughs> they got locked up. Bond 12000 Where do they come with these crazy figures? The bond's $12,508. Where's the, where's the eight come from? Yeah, what, what is that? Must be the car wash. That all the quarters he had to drop into the car wash to... Clean out the back of the squad car, right? I would imagine. Right? <laughs> and and Thomas, he's being held without bond. Because why? And he's got an escape in his background. <laughs> he's got all kinds of issues. I, I'm, I'm guessing sex in the back of the squad car, probably not in the top five with these two geniuses, right? They weren't thinking too clearly, but uh, hey, this weren't. could all have been avoided. 
And we go to where next, Luke? Well, this is still back in Florida. Okay, yeah, we, oh, we what have, a shock. We have a 23-year-old skateboarder, uh, yeah, who was uh, in the mall, a Florida mall, and riding his skateboard. And uh, that's a big no-no. And you're going to get Paul Blart really upset. Okay, Skateboard cop. Skateboard cop. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mall cop. Mall cop? Paul Blart. Yeah, but, but they... Mall cops made an arrest, didn't they? Yeah. What, what did he say to this uh, this young lad who was skateboarding? Listen, buddy, you're going to jail, you little punk. That's I what mean, he said. You're going to not, jail, punk. That's not very. That's not professional behavior from a mall cop. Mall cop. I, I w we expect more from our mall cops. I, I do we? too. I mean, yeah. Yes. yes. Got to use uh, appropriate language. Did he go to jail? Is that what happened? Well, he's uh. Well, yeah, he got booked. He's in county jail. Yeah, two misdemeanors, trespassing, disorderly conduct. I mean. He, he made his case, and the uh, the real cops, they were sympathetic to this mall cop, and uh, <laughs> they took care of business. Right, and but but our guy who got arrested, he had something to say, didn't he? He, he had a potty mouth. He was not too happy about uh, getting hauled off to jail, was he? No. No, he called the security guard a miniature Paul Blart and a dumbass on the way out the door. And a dumbass? And a oh, dumbass. In cuffs on the way out. You know, I met Paul Blart, the mall cop. You did? You know, the, the guy who plays Paul Kevin, Blart, Kevin, Kevin James, James, the yeah. actor, yeah. On the set of a movie, The Dilemma. Was he nice? You know, I carried that entire movie. I, I know you carried that movie, Luke. You were you were brilliant <laughs> in it. And and the fact that an Academy Award at least mentioned wasn't forthcoming it was shocking. Kevin James was so not funny. He was, <laughs> <laughs> he was just he was just uh, a, a no show for the most part. Not a lot of fun. Not a lot of fun. You guys in no no part no playing golf no. with him. He's a big no. golfer. He yep. didn't invite you out for a round. No, he just uh, he just. You know, performed his roles and went back into his trailer. Trailer roles. He didn't stick around and hang out and do anything. It doesn't make for a good set, does it, bro? No. I mean, you know, it's kind of tense on the set when the star sets that kind of tone. Exactly. Not like here where it's all fun and games all the time. That's why I had to carry that entire movie, Paul. All right? Just had to say <laughs> yeah, that. Just had to I, say I know exactly how you feel, bro. What's our next story? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, we're, oh, going. we're still we got, in Florida. Oh, we got a nursing wow. aide uh, acting badly. Huh? Oh, not good. He admitted assaulting patients, said he had a fetish for older females under his care. This is our second fetish story today. This is our first one the was guy we want watching Dear Old Mom <laughs> when we lock her up in the nursing home. Or in our case, when we get thrown in there pretty soon. 32-year-old Fallow Kane. That's a great name. Fallow Kane. Listen, he, he's not... Passing my background with that first name, okay? I don't have to. I don't have to do anything after I see the first name. Uh, I don't think so. And I would be right, wouldn't I, Loop? <laughs> I would be right, wouldn't I? Because what? What fail? Where's Fallow at now? <laughs> he got a little four hundred thousand dollar bond sitting on his little butt, doesn't he? He's not back in a nursing home. For he that, is sure. not. And as we know, uh, nursing aides and nursing homes are not uh, getting wealthy anytime soon. Well, he's got to deal with four counts of sexual battery of physical helpless. You know, he, that's because he has his fetish for older females under his care. And he was acting on that fetish, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. hmm? Mm -hmm. Any event, thankfully, he's no longer in business. No, but guess who else is in who is in business? Uh, Captain America. Captain America. What did he do? Oh, they're in Mississippi. He's caught <laughs> trying to burglarize <laughs> a Mississippi property. It didn't work out for him, did it? No, when not when I'm out there, you know, burglarizing, I gotta put on my favorite superhero because it just it, makes me feel like Captain America needs a pipe to break into something. Shouldn't don't he have some like magic power to do that? 
No, but, he just no, he's pretty strong, and he just uses his shield to like you know break stuff. But this this Captain America, he didn't have a shield; he had a pipe. Yeah, at three a.m. in the morning, it wasn't a crack pipe. A uh, pipe. Big problem though, because what happened? The victim in this case, what did he have? <laughs> he didn't have a pipe, did he? No, oh, no, he had a gun. No, no. <laughs> and uh, Captain America got held at gunpoint till the popo showed up. I don't know. I think I would have. I would have chosen a, a a different superhero. Perhaps maybe Superman uh, might have helped him though because he only got a twenty five thousand dollars. How about, bond how about Spider Man? Maybe Spider Man. Maybe Spider Man could have spidered his way out of it. Spider senses. He didn't know the owner had a gun. Maybe. Yeah. There you go. Bad house to pick. Here we go. Let's go. It's uh, time for checkoff, Paul. And uh, is it that time already? We got another happy ending to share with everybody. And this is back home in Chicago. CPD guys acting, doing heroic stuff. We love that stuff, right? Honored for safely disarming a machete-wielding man with a taser. He's lucky he didn't get lit up and shot. Too many cameras running, man, okay? That's, that's why the, the guy with the machete didn't get lit up. Everybody many, had cameras Too on. many cameras and too much paperwork. That's what it boils down to, Paul. What? Our officers did not have to kill anybody. They were able to subdue this dude, and uh, no one got hurt. They even said, hey, right. we have to safeguard everyone, even the suspect. How about that? Well, these are good guys. The Harrison District Officers, Fernando Ruiz, Jacob Geary, Connor Purdy, and Jeremy Keller. Good job, guys. Congrats. He used amazing restraint. Uh, officer of the month in September. Very measured. And that does it for us, Paul, this Saturday afternoon. <laughs> and as always, don't poo-poo on the popo. And mind your own business. And watch your six. See you later, everyone. See you next week. Bye-bye.